guys, welcome to Black with Sugar, your weekly podcast with Kiz Yamak and Nadia Itasan. And today we have a special guest. Hello, hello, guys. How are you today? Uh, Nadia, how are you? I'm good, Kizia. I just said that we had uh, a special no, guest. So I, I thought you're going to introduce can him. Can I ask you how you're doing before <laughs> we introduce the guest? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. So, yes, today we have a special guest. Uh, we have with us uh, Elliot Osagi, a.k.a. the Black Engineer. Happened to be my business partner. <laughs> <laughs> and um, today we wanted to talk about how music and Influence. sound can have an influence on people's behavior. And uh, we thought about this subject because of what happened with Astro World, and uh, since Elliot has been working with a lot of musicians, right, yes, artists, yes, yes, um, yes. we wanted his opinion about what happened and how to prevent things like this, and also his opinion about how um, music affects us. Yes, yes, yes. Elliot, how are you? You there? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for joining yeah. us. That's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So I guess you know you've uh, you've been watching also what happened with uh, Travis Scott. For sure, yeah, absolutely. Right. What do you think about the whole uh, the whole deal? What is the opinion about this? Well, I think I think people kind of look at Travis Scott. You know, he's not shy day when he performs. He's more like a. His concerts are more like a black version of like a Limp Bizkit concert, like, you know, okay. Lollapalooza, you know, the, the mosh pit culture. So when you would have like Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit and Metallica, well, let's say more so Limp Bizkit, you know, kids would rush to the front and, you know, like, you know, uh, Kid Rock had the song by with the bar. I get in the pit and try to love someone and everybody would run to the front and it would be like this mosh pit, a bunch of white boys like, bloody faces, bloody noses, so on and so forth. So the culture of uh, Travis Scott concert, it's not like unique to, to Travis Scott, but he brings that kind of energy in his shows. And so I think he got a lot of flack. I mean, it's, it's a lot of bad things that happen at concerts all the time. But, you know, when you're up there and that's what you're promoting, that would be like, you know, when Kid Rock is blowing his hair and like jumping up and down or like Biscuit, one of those guys are doing it. You know, it's, it's kind of hard for them to like, you know, look down and see chaos because the music kind of breeds that chaos. So, you know, the energy that they're probably feeling is, you know, something that's happening from, from the audience. Yeah. So you don't think he could have pre pre prevented it? See, that's hard to say because, you know, it's like we're in such a, a society right now when something bad happens, you have like millions of people that talk about, you know, they basically have a PhD in preventing what bad just happened. Yeah. No matter what it is, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, Cal Rittenhouse, whatever it is, when something after it's over, everybody knows the right thing that could have been done to prevent the thing from happening. The concerts you know, have been happening in this country forever. I mean, it's like a, and there have been tragedies at other concerts. You know, but not been, never tragedy like that, though. Now, this is a big tragedy. This it is, is a big uh, tragedy because there's deaths, but I, I've seen in the past people get hurt in, in concerts or people losing consciousness, you know, uh, because of the heat or because it, it was too crowded. So it did happen, but I don't know if he went to the extent of having, you know, 11, unfortunately, 11 deaths. So 11 or then? 11 to now. I think right now the, 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 the it yeah, was right, 11. 11. I thought yeah. it was 10. 
Yeah, that's awful. The thing is that, uh, Elliot, I've been wa- you know watching some videos and things like that, and also about his previous uh, performance. And apparently, I felt like he kind of encouraged you know his crowd to have this type of behavior, like you know uh, when you say ruckus behavior, like no, reckless. Like, I mean, re- yeah. yeah, reckless behavior. Yeah, but it's it, like the mosh pit. Like it's like a mosh pit. So the only thing I have a problem with that is is that you know. That's what he does, right? Like he does that. Like okay. he creates a mosh pit, and people come to the show with an expectation that it's going to be a, a high energy show. You know, in those cases, you know, I don't put on. I'm not a big festival guy, so I wouldn't know what precautions are put in in a Limp Bizkit concert. But you kind of have to look at it as a Limp Bizkit concert. Now, here's the thing I would say is the difference. You know the the the, the fitness and the, and the, the the age groups of the people at the Limp Bizkit concerts, kind of like you know white frat boys from like University of Georgia, University of like Tennessee, or like you know like you know University of Connecticut. You know they're in the mix and they're like in the mosh pit. I would say the one complication with Travis Scott is. You know, one of the kids that unfortunately died was like a young kid. He's like nine yeah, years nine old. Nine years old. And I asked the question tonight that you did. Why would a nine-year-old be at that type of concert? Like, even if on it was on his father's when, shoulder, but on his father's I, shoulder, I have a problem with that. Like, but I really have a problem that an adult take the decision to take a nine-year-old to that kind of space. Is I mean, he's only nine to that kind of event. To that yeah. kind of event. But you, you know, the thing it's is crazy. that he didn't. I mean, I don't know if his the dad knew that. Travis Scott event were like this because like I said I think Travis Scott has a history and apparently they have there have been having a lot of problem when he performed in New York City a guy f- uh, was pushed from a balcony and was paralyzed okay. and I saw a video where he's encouraging a guy actually to jump from a balcony yeah. and a lot of people they go to those concerts they're, they're taking they're taking drugs yeah. I'm not saying they're all under drugs I and mean, that's not what I'm saying but There is, like you said, a lot of reckless behavior. Yeah, they're already and drinking, they're high. I mean, you know, this. And it's sp- rap music, it's hip hop. So you will expect also, you know, a lot of people from the ghetto. Like I saw images of. Um, did you say, did you say the ghetto? She said that. She yeah. said that. He didn't she, say she, what. Yeah. Oh. What's wrong with Uh-oh. that? Because it's I don't just. Know you. Because, I don't because know. it's not because you listen to. I mean, because it's very, I think, pejorative to say that because of you are black and you listen to Travis Scott, you're from the ghetto. Like No, I said I said you're from the ghetto and c- you can be white and from the ghetto. Yeah, but... Yeah, but I don't know if people go on a concert and say, like, all from the ghetto. That's yeah, no, I, no, that's what I'm saying. But the, in the type of... When, when it's hip-hop, you can expect to have more this type, more people from the ghetto than, than rock and roll, I guess. Yeah. Uh. I mean, maybe it's because you're French. You keep saying the ghetto. It keeps bothering me because I'm Black American. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, but but I want to understand why. I mean, I wouldn't say that because obviously you. No, 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 wait, wait. I want, really want to understand. Why do you get well, offended the, by this word? Well, the ghetto is like the projects, right? Yeah. And when so you would you prefer black, me to say the project? Well, that's even worse because <laughs> you know. I mean, listen, it's like you can't say that all black people that listen to hip hop are from our ghetto or from the project. That's I mean, not what I said. I said okay. some of the people going to the concert because it's hip hop concert are from the ghetto. And, and unfortunately, have... when unfortunately, when you say it like that, I know you're French, but unfortunately, when you say it like that, you sound like a Ku Klux Klan member from Tennessee. <sighs> I'm okay. just throwing it out there. 
Okay. So we got to teach you how to, we gotta you, teach you how to, say how to phrase it, I guess. No, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, I didn't know I was offending people because for me, when I say ghetto, I say, yeah, people from the project that have reckless behavior, that act reckless. That's, that's what I mean. And not, not all people from the project are actually ghetto. Yeah, and the also thing that let me clarify: not all people from the project are ghetto. And we can say that people from upper middle class also are reckless, you know. But why is it okay for a black person then to say, "Oh, this is ghetto things"? This is, but when I said it, I sound like the cuckoo slang. I personally don't think it's okay, but again, again then again, I'm not American. Well, so. you're t you're categorizing a whole group of people that are attending a concert for an artist that's more into pop culture than hip hop culture. I mean, you're talking about an artist with McDonald's ads and, and his own Nike Jordan shoe. And I agree with you because he does all of this, but actually he act, he, he act like he's a counterculture, but he has a contract with McDonald's and another one with Fortnite. But in his behavior, when you see his show is acting like, I don't know. I mean, what is this? Normally he should be caring for his fan, all the people that care that came for him. Instead, encourage them to jump the fence, to come on stage, and uh, I mean, he was really dismissing people that telling what that were telling him, stop the show. So, uh, but there is a problem. The problem with the show itself is there might there might have been people that went to the show without an understanding. Like, people have been locked inside for like almost a, a year, right? And there's a lot of built-in frustration. There's a lot of and people are looking for things to do. And Travis Scott put a festival together, and people are like, okay, let me go. There's let's go to this festival. So a lot of the people there probably didn't have an understanding of the like the energy of the, the, the festival and so on and so forth. And you can see their social media posts of Travis Scott posting other people that participated in the culture of the nihilism of like his shows, like, you know, punch each other, like pass out, do whatever, so on and so forth. But one thing you have to be careful with, you know, because it's, this is a mass tragedy and it's it's extremely depressing. Like it's, 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 it's horrible that it happened. And there may be some things that could have been done to prevent it, I don't know that. We, you and I don't know that, but we know that there's an entire genre of music that it, that controlled American airwaves from like the late 80s to the 2000s, where all the, the, the shows involved people rushing the mosh pit and just going crazy and knocking, and you got kids knocking each other out, getting paralyzed, so on and so forth. Now, in the case of the kid on top of his father, usually that's like a girl. Right? Sometimes she takes the top off, so on and so forth. But the people who are in those environments usually understand more so about what could happen. Now, this place was packed like seven hands. So any sort of like crazy movements would have created the chaos. And the thing that makes my heart is the kid on top of the father, because how is he going to, to hold that kid up? Yeah. In yeah. the middle yeah. of what in the middle yeah. of what's pretty much a mosh pit. So I know people really want to blame Travis Scott, but you know, he's like, he's, I mean, if, if you blame Travis Scott, like, you have to blame. 
I think we have to blame everybody that organized. I personally, my first thing when I saw the, the, the images, I was like, I felt like it's overpacked. And my, my first thing, it was like, at the end of the day, we're still under, you know, a pandemic. And if I was the person who organized the concert, I would limit the number of like assistants. So let's say if that place hold 50,000 people, I would probably just have, you know, I don't know. 30,000 or 25,000 just because we also under a pandemic and you know like you said people been locked in for a long time so when they go out some of them you know don't know how to act so I would have kind of reduced the chance I would have tried to reduce the chance by maybe lowering the number of people I don't know uh that my first thing that that when I saw that I was like I feel like it's too much going on you know I would have make a, le a, a, a less of a bigger event you know like a smaller event, but still a great event to maybe prevent that kind of stuff. But I think everybody's everybody's to blame. Whoever organized that, whoever didn't stop the show on time. Uh, but I think it was know? his responsibility still to. At you know, some I, point, I, I at mean, some point you see him saying like, "Hey, some someone is sick, like removing or something like that." You see, you see videos yes, of him but saying that. But my my thing is, I feel like he didn't do enough, and I think a lot of people think he didn't do enough because there were so many people going after him and trying. And I mean, you know, when you work in this concert, the people that work in there, they all have the the little microphone, yeah, the little earpiece, yeah, the earpiece, so they can talk to each other and see what's going on. I mean, it went on for like what forty five minutes, I think. 45 minutes of, of but uh, him on an earpiece he doesn't necessarily hear hear whatever the people said but the people the that works with them he hears the and music. then he had people coming up on stage and he was like oh, okay all that all that all that and he didn't care and he just keep on going do you think he was maybe also high I himself? think he was careless I was I think uh, probably too I don't know probably okay yeah I think he was in a really challenging I know that it, it's once again it's like you know it's a tragedy you know, and I'm not defending Travis Scott, though, even at the slightest. And I'm not, I'm not saying that he couldn't have done something better. But I think when things happen in life, you look back and you can say, you know, I could have done this better. I could have prevented this car sure, accident. Sure, I could have done sure. all these things. And it's really hard. I mean, unless you're on stage and you see that environment, like how you don't even know what his process really is. Is he, are his eyes even open? When he's looking at the crowd like a public speaker, is he looking at one person or is he looking in a direction? You know, how does he handle chaos in the middle? There's no way to say that Travis Scott... I think he should do a drug test. That's what he should do. That's what I mean, you, do. You, you most likely, you know that everybody that was up in here was probably high or... Not drink, everybody. Not ev I mean, not everybody, probably but, some you know, people, probably yeah. a lot of people were, you know. Uh, but I, I, I heard his um, lawyer speaking and he said that, I guess, apparently, with the contract that he had... He wasn't um, one of the person who had the right to stop the show. Like I guess few people had that kind of power, and apparently he wasn't in that position. So that's why I guess his lawyer, when saying like he should have stopped the concert, he kind of basically said that the person who were able to stop the concert didn't do it. He was just doing his job where he was performing. I guess he was in the mood. He was in his own, you know, zone. But I know as an artist, and I understand your point, like if you see something going on, like take a minute, take a pause. Yes, and it's and crowd to, control. And, you and have to control to your out crowd. What, what happened and try to maybe ask questions or maybe ask And it's your, not the first time it happened. Yeah. I mean, you know, it happened before. So my thing is that if you know it happened before, maybe at the beginning you thought it's not a, you a know, big it's deal. It's like, oh, it happened before. It's not a big deal, yeah. right? Um, but 
as a singer, you have this responsibility to, to control the crowd. I'm sh I mean, how can you not see people being like right there on the VIP and being crushed and, and yeah. all these people falling around? I don't, I don't know how you cannot see. Then I wasn't there, so I don't know. My thing is that I don't even I don't even really knew Travis Scott before this thing. I'm not going like I told you. I'm not. I don't listen to his music or anything yeah. like that. I got interested because of this. I was like to understand who this person was and uh, and try to assess his character. And you know, Elio, there is one thing that he did at a concert that I thought really was disgusting. Um, that it was a previous concert where he, he jumped on the crowd. And there is uh, someone who stole his shoe, or tried to stole his shoe. And he got so upset, and he said, then, you know, the security was helping him to get back on stage. And he's like, oh, he tried to stole my shoe, you thief. He spit on him and was encouraging the crowd to F him up. And, he, and the crowd was saying, F him up, F him up. And he keeps saying that. Um, it was just like basically encouraging violence. And yes, and the okay. kid is 17 years old. You know those stupid things that you do when actually you could have... Uh, make light of the situation and, and do a joke out of it. And you know what? You should. You, a good guy will have to take off the other shoe and say, "Here, here, take my shoe. Yeah, go I, ahead." I, I, right? At the end of the day, it's just a pair of sneakers. And you, I know you can. And buy I, I feel like this guy has a really big ego. And when people were asking him at that event, stop the show, stop the show, it's like, what? Who are you telling me that I'm going to stop my show? Yeah. This I, is I, my I show. Your point. I understand your point. That's 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 how he came across, like a non-caring person. And uh, I think that's why people are upset. I feel, I feel, I feel you when you say that. Uh, but uh, you know, I think also hearing a lot of people talking about the experience in the show, right? They were really basically saying that they were in hell. So yes, it, you know, yes. they were they were just like, oh my god, that's Everybody. like PTSD type of situation where I don't yeah. know if I'm going to be able to recover from that mentally, seeing like dead bodies and stuff like that. So I don't think that's the experience that you want. Like want to go someone that you see that you like the music and then you end up basically being completely traumatized. But then again, that's why I guess we were talking about what we're talking about today, where whatever music you listen influence your mind, your body, your, your soul, behavior. your behavior. So how do and for me and we always talk about how the music nowadays is just like Yeah. I don't even connect with it because it's most I of don't it for me is yeah. trash. I don't listen you know it's uh Elliot, I don't listen to um nowadays to do rap and hip hop music anymore. I mean if the message is uh kind of violent or they say nasty things, I don't I just don't like it. Because I think, you know, music is very powerful. It goes to your subconscious. And if you look, for example, at his events, you know, a lot of people were, were saying on, on Twitters and, and uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of that, that he was very evilish and that he, it was like a satanic, um, how do you say that, uh, ceremony? ceremony? I, I, I don't know if it was like that, but no, people no, were saying. People like were like saying, like, yes, people, they're saying conspiracy theorists are saying that, oh, you know, this was sacrifice, whatever. But I don't believe that... Uh, Travis Scott is a satanist. I mean, I don't know him, so I, I could not assess that. You yeah. know, I don't even really know what is a satanist, right? Me However, if you look at the, um, the the album cover, you know, I, I sent it to you. Yeah, you told me you didn't like it. He said himself as like a little demon, and it's really scary. And then the, uh, the promotion for the event, it was like, see you on the other side. Um, uh, his big head, like, look crazy and people going into his mouth, yeah. you know, to get into the event. And apparently when you look at the picture, like, like people said, it was very devilish. Yeah. And, um, I think if 
probably they do it for fun. You know, for him it's fun. It's like to to put an ambience that's a little bit scary and and oh, you know, I think it's like his vibe, right? But I think people are not aware of what all the yeah, what he can do, and and all of this as actually a, some type of symbolism. Yeah. You know, yeah. a vibration. Like I said, you know, when you say love, it has a vibration. When you say, when you conjure the evil, you know, that's I have a vibration yeah. as well. And and people were saying like, oh, everybody was so excited, and and even before the the concert started. So I, I don't know. I mean, what's your take on that, Elliot? Yeah. How do you feel about yeah about what has been said about the the satanic thing and and devilish ambience. And even like, how do you feel about music in general? Like? Yeah, the industry. Well, my, I think, you know, my father used to always say, just like, try to understand things in a simple, in a simple way. You know, the, the more complex your understanding attempts to become, the, the less realistic things will feel. And I think there's a lot of virtue signaling to atheism. It's like anti-theology, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, if little Nas X can twerk on the devil, he's not a Christian. You know, so people, the people in positions of influence in both politics and music and entertainment, and more so as this generation gets older, you have less and less people that believe in things, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's very true. You almost have to, you almost have to tell those people through your graphics, through your imagery, that you know you can support me. I don't believe in anything. So you go from like the Lauren Hills of the world and the Marleys and, you know, even early Kanye and all that kind of stuff. There were artists that existed back then that could, you know, Kanye made Jesus walks, right? You know, but you, you look at the artists now, there's a tremendous amount of virtue signaling, you know, uh, whether it's good or bad, I don't know that, but, you know, it seems to benefit artists' careers the more they can, you know, basically make it black and white. So I think, I think there's an anti-theology movement in America where people, people want to know if you believe in like a faith. You know, yeah. uh, ironically, it's not Islam, so it's it's basically anti-Christianity probably. So if you start putting satanic, satanic uh, imagery, if you do all those things, then you don't have to worry about the people that you're trying to convinced to support and it's not really about the fans it's about the people that they want to support their music like you know press you know uh you know the the, the individuals at the, the the various dsps that support the releases and so on and so forth you're more likely to run into a person that thinks that you know it's cool to have like a satanic cover than to run into a person that that is repelled by the fact yeah that these images are in so you know, there's really, there's really no, no incentive for an artist to say, okay, you know, I'm going to put, you know, an image of like Jesus Christ somewhere in a way that makes sense or something like that. So the music is, music represents culture, right? So you can't be mad at music too much because if the music feels a certain kind of way, you just have to, from an analytics perspective, say, this is where the culture currently is. This is where America is. This is how Americans feel. I mean, you look at the the rock and roll of the 50s, they had a hard time pushing through because America hadn't caught up to that. 
but America's on its way to that. You know, they were complaining about Elvis moving his hips and imagine what they would do with Meg Thee Stallion back then. So the culture, the culture's changed. So the, the culture in America is very anti-theology, basically anti-Christian. And every artist that is successful, a lot of artists that are successful, basically are trying to make sure that they virtue signal those things, you know? Okay. That so they that, don't, that, they kind don't of, that kind of makes sense now because I just don't understand what is going on in the music industry because, like you said, it's something that I see repeatedly. Uh, repeatedly. And I'm just like, what is going on? And uh, to me, I feel there is power behind, you know, the the drums and because especially in Africa, we, you know, we use the music to go to trance and not only in Africa, there is a lot yeah. of, there is a lot of, um, even the Indians here, the Indian Americans, yes, they and, use, you know. they use music to go into trance for spiritual purpose. And that's why I believe that behind the music, there is vibrations and behind the lyrics as well. Words and are powerful. that's, yes. I mean, with, you can, you can, you can change people's states Uh, internal state with music you know i can you can make someone feel sad you can make someone feel happy you can make someone uh, be violent you can make someone uh, act outrageous like for example once i was saying to my friend um amina and i was trying to explain her why i didn't like that why i don't i don't listen to this type of music anymore and i used to don't get me wrong i used mm -hmm. to love it right mm -hmm. we used to go out and But I, I just, I just stopped after you know my DMT experience, and um, and the thing I was like, just watch when we go to a club. I mean, it was uh, I don't go to a club, but it was like a you know that bar, some that kind of lounge. Yeah, 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 it's a, a, a lounge bar that's more frequent, 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 frequent. How do you say that in English? Uh, the crowd was more. Uh, Uh, you say uh, more frequented, comment dit en, en anglais. I'm not sure. Uh, frequented, you say like this, uh, Elliot. Frequented, like that's the type of people that goes there. Anyway, it's more yeah, like hip hop crowd. What do you say? A ghetto, you said there was a ghetto crowd there. No, no. I didn't say ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't say none of that. I heard you. I heard you. I didn't say ghetto. I say hip hop crowd. <laughs> no, because it's not. Uh, it's not. Um, There is a little bit actually, but it's not. It's not all Let's that. Let's call it's it an like, urban crowd. Yes, it's more like an urban crowd and uh, with hip hop music. But I told her, and she loved that place, so she would like tell me, "Let's go, let's go all the time." And uh, and I told her just 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 watch people behavior. And I remember there is this song um, that came up. Uh, you know the the song. I don't know who sing that actually. You such a having oh. My I man Kanye it. West. That's, that's Kanye West. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's and oh. the other guy, the other kid, um, Elliot, that white kid with the purple hair. Lil something. There's a little yeah. in, the, in, in the name, but that's Kanye who does the. And and so and you you see all the girl standing up, and starting out, you know acting like such. I say, see what I told you? Yeah. See what? And they think it's fun. They're having fun. Yeah. But they're doing exactly what the music is telling them to do. Yeah. And same thing with guys, you know, they're acting like they're all drug dealers all of a sudden, you know, they're all like <laughs> criminal, they have moving weights, like they say, I'm moving weights, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous, they're all acting like they are. So, and that's why I'm like, I, I don't want to listen to this type of music. And it's not only hip hop, uh, it can be rock and roll or whatever, whatever is violent or has like a, a message that I've. I feel it's it's negative or can have a negative um, impact on on my state. I just I just don't listen to it. 
But me, what the only thing sometimes. Well, I let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, can I ask Nadia? So, do okay. you watch? You watch television? I do, I do, and I know that there is some. Actually, Kizia was asking me if I watch a Squid, a squid, a squid, squid game. game. Yeah, which I thought it's very disturbing. But same thing with television. It has, you know, you you basically hypnotize when you watch television. You're in a state of trance. The advertising, all the imagery and everything, it has an impact on you. That's why, for example, you will say, like, don't watch a horror movie before you go to sleep or I something. Never, but don't. it does affect your behavior as well. So I have a question. So have you ever seen Narcos on Netflix? No, I did watch Narcos. All right, so... Okay, so that's a that's a documented that's a a scripted television story. Um, Pablo Escobar, right, and Cali Cartel, and all that kind of stuff. Would you say that Netflix created the interest in Narcos, or people were really interested in what Pablo Escobar was doing? I think because of who he is, people are fascinated by yes. his story. Yeah. So automatically. Um, I understand why people like the show. I mean, I like the show, and obviously, I uh, even learned things that I didn't know about his life. And uh, I think he's such an icon. I'm gonna I'm say in that industry that you kind of want to see, okay, what 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 it is to be Pablo Escobar. And I guess Netflix gave you a piece of that. Uh, do I agree on on everything that he was doing? No, because you can tell he was very violent things and but we we can't agree that people were entertained by the story absolutely right? yes and i think also but it's also the fault of the media because they kind of make his well, life we're not, kind we're of not necessarily talking we're not talking about fault or like you know blame or whatever we're talking about supply and demand right yeah mm -hmm. so basically would people rather watch a netflix television show on pablo escobar or they rather watch, you know, some like lifetime show about values and morals. And I think yeah. you have to look at music. Yeah, yeah, I know. The same you have way. to look at music the same way, right? So if you take an artist like let's say King Von, so they keep they keep popping out murder investigations on King Von. So apparently King Von was killing people in real life, right? He was a rapper out of Chicago that was killed. Yeah. So apparently he was killing people in real life and rapping about it, right? So if you say, okay, the music industry is bad and people are you know, promoting this kind of stuff, well, it's not just that. There's an interest in, in the lifestyle as horrible as it might be and as, as, as detrimental as it is to our community. It is entertaining to all races. The lifestyle of selling drugs and the, the, the living out the laws, you know, it's like you can't, look at, you can't look at a rapper that's rapping right now any different than like Jesse James or the, the movies that Clint Eastwood was putting out. If you just think of it collectively, Clint Eastwood was like riding around on a horse, robbing people, sleeping with their girl, and so on and so forth, and they just put a nice title on it, you know what I mean? You look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, there's a bunch of robbing going on in that. You know, it's like the whole concept of the film is a bunch of guys that can't trust each other. I don't support the nihilism of our culture overall, how we treat each other, the fact that we sell drugs to each other and so on and so forth. But I think there is a rush to kind of over-sensationalize the entertainment of hip-hop in a way that doesn't pass to other races and ethnicities. James Dean's rebel without a cause, but what is, what is Rick Ross talking about? He's talking about being a rebel in Miami, running from the law, selling drugs, you know, and picture comes out and shows that Rick Ross is a correctional officer, but he did a really good job of telling a, a story about you know being a drug dealer and that intrigue is not coming from control it's coming from entertainment 
people want to hear more about it. They want to be entertained by it. And when you put that with music, you know, you can, you can, you can almost explain it as a Jesse James to a beat or the outlaw to a beat. People want to be outlaws. People want to be entertained by outlaws. You look at all the cowboy movies made, look at the top movies in the world. Look at, look at the top shows. How, like, how does a squid games become a top show? This is not necessarily being controlled by people. They're feeding supply and demand. You know, Ed Sheeran, Adele, like you have artists that provide whatever that feeling is that supplements the other thing, but the culture of, of hip hop and the culture of like the, the inner city culture and the, you know, and this is not just like a black dude in Brooklyn. You're talking about a white boy in Texas needs that feeling. When you're listening to a football game, watching a football game, you know, a college football game, look at the songs they're playing. When yeah, you're watching yeah, yeah. A, a football yeah. game, basketball game, yes, it's everyone a, gets a feeling for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think maybe we need a, some type of a, a, a balance because, um, I mean, I feel like this is so much in our face that you almost see nothing but that and yeah. you almost forget about the other good stuff because there's other artists that does other things, but I feel like we don't see them enough and everything is like, wrong, 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 wrong. every time I'm seeing the same thing, like for me, all the female like rapper artists, they do the same things. They dress the same thing. They talk about the same thing. It's like, okay, uh, what's next? Can we, can we get a little deeper? Can we, because even if you want to talk about something, I feel like every artist should be able to create a song that has meaning, you know what I mean? So everybody should be able to kind of, you know, have a moment and, and reflect on something a little bit more positive, but yeah. all these songs back to back, the, the WAP these the twerk yeah. these it's like, okay, I get it. You can't work. What's next? You know, uh, that, I mean, every time I'm looking at the social media, all I see is like the people twerking, people talking about, uh, bigger boobs, bigger butt. Uh, okay. Like what's next? You know? So, and I feel like they feel, I agree, I agree with that too. And I, you know, I personally support artists that have like really good messages and, and context and substance to their uh, art. It's like, important. I personally support that. I think it's important. I, I, think, I, it's also green, want, I also it's think we have to be careful, though. We have to be careful because it's not, as a human being, I don't support the nihilism in the black community. I don't support how we treat each other. And how yeah, we, you know, that's the thing. For yeah. me, you see, for me, when the fact that Travis Scott did that to his fan, it's kind of like, you know, I would say more than 50% of the crowd was probably black, right? So it's more your community that's coming to see you. And I think he treated them with such a lack of respect. You know, these are people that most of them, they pay for the tickets. Yeah. You know, they came to support this artist. And I felt like it was such a lack of respect, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This is so strange. I feel people are becoming so greedy nowadays. But I think also one thing that you mentioned, Elliot, and when you were talking about like the demand and what people want, I just feel like people are just losing their value and losing their moral yeah. and i think when you don't have any value and you don't have any moral you just go deeper and deeper into that kind of stuff into and the hole. and I, you just yeah you just get deeper into the hole and uh, i don't know i feel like the this new generation it lacks you know values lacks you know um empathy uh you know i, I don't know it's 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 very different i don't you know I, respect I, they lack respect, uh, you know. I 
I'm I'm scared for the for the younger generation. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm really yeah. scared for them. Yes. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. No, we need to, like I said, we need balance. Like this just we can't just, you know, the violence, the this, the that. Like we know, you know, I told you all the time, like I sometimes I used to listen to some Wu Tang, but then I can listen to some Mozart, I can listen to some African music. Uh I'm able to, you know, listen all kinds of like genre, but I also sometimes like when I listen to music and I'm like, oh, He's saying this, he's saying that. I was like, I don't want to listen to this. Like, this is garbage. Um, guys, I found, a, I found an article I wanted to share with you guys really quickly. Yeah. So basically, in 2001, in a mosh pit, a girl named Jessica Michalik, was, she died of asphyxiation after being crushed oh. at, a, at the Big Day Out music festival that Limp Biscuit was hosting. And, and I was... I was talking to you guys earlier about Limp Bizkit because, yeah, because I, I, I just imagine that the culture of Travis Scott's concerts is more like a Limp Bizkit concert, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if we start looking, we're going to find that there are a lot of deaths in, in concerts. In concerts yeah. I, I know I know Puff, when he got his career started at a promoter as a promoter in New York, he had deaths in a concert in New York when the when the, I think the, the stage fell or something of that nature, I don't know, but I'm not defending Travis Scott or defending anyone. It was a major tragedy because I believe that the venue and the, the people that were participating weren't weren't ready for they what was ready. going on. Yeah. And they weren't ready for that. I don't think, so it's like understanding Travis Scott is like running like a Limp Bizkit kind of show. Maybe you don't have your kid in the front on yeah. your shoulders, right? Yeah. yeah that... Like you, you, don't, you don't put a nine-year-old in a mosh pit. That's this you young even... lady that... You don't even leave your 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 teenage, you know, like 13, 14 years old. I wouldn't leave my 14, 13 years old to go to this type of concert. But I was, I also just, was just kids, guessing most of the parents don't know, you know. They just didn't know. And all the kids at the Limp Bizkit concerts are, like I said, like they're in college, yeah. or like they're, they're late teens. You know, there's yeah. there's really not a family environment. So I think the complication in Astroworld is they, they had they – had, a mixture of so many different kind of people that you know really created even more chaos. You know, you can't you can't have children that close to a mosh, what is equivalent of a mosh pit. Yeah. I know this is a tragedy, and I look at everything as a tragedy. And I think that you know, human nature is you know, we look at something bad that happens and we fix it for the next time, and everything gets better based on the bad things that happen in society, right? Yeah, but if we if we demonize people and say, okay, Travis Scott is this evil guy that had Satan, people are saying that he sacrificed the people. You know, I don't, like, I don't believe in that. Yeah, that's crazy that's, because at the end of the day, people are reaching. Yeah, they're reaching, and so, but the biggest thing is you never know what'll happen to you in life, and when you're sitting there and you're being judged on what you could have done better, and you're looking at the damages that happened based on something you did, you you want people to to at least not go to the point where they're saying that you did what it just happened on purpose. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. what I don't like about the Travis Scott thing, that people are actually saying that he did this on purpose when these white rock bands have been literally doing this on purpose for 30 years. Yeah. And people have been, and I didn't know when I was talking earlier, I just Googled it on my phone. People have been dying at their shows yeah. and CNN might've led with it for five minutes, but you know, there's just a comfortable place that the media is in when it comes to uh and you know the times are different now also and i like i say that all the time you know with social media everything is amplified 1000 so back then i guess in those concerts we didn't have that kind of like you know fast media so 
now it's like everybody can upload their own video and a hundred page reports about it like you have a hundred different versions so it's really amplified to a place where he's just getting crazier and crazy and i don't think you know i'm not going to say he did that on purpose but i think that they should have been more careful when they put the show together and i think when if people reach out for help or if people ask for the show to be stopped they should have been more careful and take the time to you know assess what was going on and, and assess if everybody was good and just, you know, pause the show 10, 15 minutes, make sure everybody's all right and get back to it. So, and I think that's what I think Najah was trying to explain where the lack of, you know, like empathy and I know you want to do your show and I know you want to perform for these people because they came and they spend money, but you know, take the time and that, maybe that's you're, what it needed. You're creating a, if you're creating a mosh pit and people are passing out in the mosh pit, right? Mm-hmm. And you you look down and you see people falling out and, you know, you see all these things happening. I get it. But, you know, like I also, I can also see from the other angle, like that's the style of what he's doing. So yeah. he thinks that he's, he thinks that the people are getting super crunk and super lit and it's like everything's yeah, happening. Yeah. Oh, like people used to like pass out at Michael Jackson's show. That's when yeah, the yeah, yeah, show yeah, yeah. time. I'm not defending Travis Scott, but you know, one thing I also want to talk about since we're talking, you know, when it comes time to cancel a black celebrity, there's like so much support for that. Have you guys noticed that? Very much. I so. didn't feel like people were saying to cancel it. I didn't uh, no, see yeah. that people, people were saying I saw to cancel po- I saw, I saw people were like, he should lose all of his money. He should be canceled. Da, da, da. And I'm like, people are ridiculous. Like, yes, he's going to have to pay for some type of consequencing. But I saw multiple posts about saying that he should be completely canceled. He should lose all of his like partnership, uh, all the like, you know, the brands that work with him, they should pretty much like let him go. Um, like people really want him to lose everything. And I think that's a little bit over the top. And well, personally, I don't care for him after I well, after what I saw. I don't I really don't care for him. A guy that is telling his crowd of a thousand, thousand people to beat up a, a 17 years old kid because he took his shoe, his tennis shoe. I don't care for him. They can cancel him. I don't care. No, I don't care. totally don't money, care. Son. I totally don't care. <laughs> it's like. But you know. I understand your point, um, Elliot, about, you know. But then again, you know, we do that to each other. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, Travis Scott and whoever is involved, they're going to have to pay for it. They're going to have to. Maybe you should sing about uh, Jesus Christ next time. (laughs) I mean, you know. Come to the gate of heaven and maybe we'll see different type of behavior, you know. I mean, he's going to, he's going to be also affected. I'm sure he's probably depressed right now. I don't think so. He went to a party right after. Really? Well, that's sad. I mean. Now, he he said that he didn't know. He said he didn't know the gravity of the event. Someone would have to, someone would, you know, you guys, I know. You know, working with artists and just being in that world. You that's know, why we. That's why we wanted you to be here, so you can explain us how it works. You know, like for example, the I fact that you're just saying scenario. that he didn't he probably didn't see what was going on, even if he, he seems like he's seeing things. The fact that he's in the stop of uh, trance while singing and is in his own little world that maybe he didn't see really what he, what was going on. That I can understand now listening to you. Travis Scott probably practiced that set a hundred times probably and and in practicing that set you don't know what he was doing on that stage he could have had his eyes closed it's just being it's a different world but i could also once again not defending him but i could also see a world where he 
leaves stage and isn't aware that people have died at his show. It does. It just doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It's like you know you're insulated as a major artist, and Travis Scott is a massive artist. He's a massive individual. He's married to a Kardashian. He's huge. So it's not like he's leaving the stage, and you know that information has to be brought to him. Yeah. So if anything, you could talk about his team not being, you know, maybe not getting the information to him quicker, and and that's what people don't understand that the, the fragmentation of the business was his PR person with him at that very moment. Why would his PR person be running around with him after a show? You know, his public relations person would definitely be able to explain to him that there's this thing going on, right? So he probably got those messages later. And this is the part that I don't like. You know, I don't like where people know his character and they don't know him, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, you know, when they when they start canceling brothers, it's it's it's... We know him. We know what he did. We know what he intended to do. We knew what he wanted to do. He didn't care. He went to Chuck E. Cheese and was balling. He was like, "Oh, dead fans." Well, that's really that's really cynical. Like if he if he's that person, then that's really crazy. But it's also not practical. Like why would an artist think that their career could be sustainable if he wants his fans to die? Right. Yeah. That that just doesn't yeah, make no, any sense. Yeah, no, I don't think he wanted them to die. But I think he like reckless behavior that it's kind of like his image yeah you know? but that's once again, we, that's a once persona, again I guess. and it's a dangerous yeah, thing once to again lent lent biscuit metallica like people don't go to these and if, if you go all the ba- way back to woodstock woodstock was not like going to church service woodstock was crazy a bunch of hippies in the middle of the, the mud and the rain yeah, but the message was more stuff. about uh, love no those hippies they were like oh we love each other we all one and let's make love and blah 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 i mean that's when i think about yeah. woodstock that's what i'm thinking about Singing right about getting high but, up in there. but love love has risks too i mean you know like if, especially <laughs> love is dangerous especially especially in the 80s you know you, you know having unprotected sex in a concert environment could kill you Yeah. So there's there's so many things that you could talk about, you know. And like I said once again, I don't I'm not defending Travis Scott, but yeah, it, yeah. I, I think it's kind of crazy that people are saying that this man is literally the devil because he was at this concert. No, I mean I think just that he didn't do enough. Like for example, when you see the ambulances and the Kardashian has it on her Twitter, right? I think she tweeted a video I'm where sure you I'm can see that. the ambulances and you see people dancing on the the the, the ambulance truck. I mean, they should have stopped that. They should have said something on the microphone. I just, hey, let them in. And don't tell me that people were not talking into their earpiece to talk to each other. It's like, we need to let those the ambulance come in because they couldn't get in. So, so for me, that's what somebody, I, fa- I find it so tragic. So, so, that's, so that is more also of a, a staff and organization yeah, it's so issue. Exactly. It's like, exactly. what the hell the security was doing? Who is managing right. the security? Who is managing the health department? Who is managing exactly. this? It's it is it involves more than one person. And that's I why agree, I, but again, it encourages crowd to act recklessly. So you need to have that. a lot of people to to you know maintain so that's why. people acting like that. And there were thousands. How yeah, many people were at the concert? Let me ask you a question. I, I mean, I have, I have a serious question. So because I hate the fact that it feels like I'm defending Travis, but I'm, I'm no, I, I don't think you like this. I think it, it's more like um, trying to understand the, the artist side. Yes, because most of the so people are just like us. We we only seen the images, and the images are very outrageous. So if that's the case, right? Uh-huh. And there's a there's an ambulance for a sick person at a concert, right? Why does it not make sense that after that one person 
or that two people who have literally been taken out in an ambulance are gone, that the show wouldn't go on. I understand your point. But what I was saying is that it's not that the ambulance were leaving. The ambulance, they, they couldn't get in. They will. They will not leave. The, let the ambulance come in to get those people out. That's so the problem. It's, uh, it's they didn't have enough medic. They say they were totally uh, over. So they were overwhelmed. That means yeah. whoever organized the concert wasn't prepared. And I think you mentioned. And that when earlier, the ambulance is trying to come in, they cannot come in. And you have people, you know, jumping on the car and dancing. Not let them. Not let the, these ambulances reach the people that are not feeling well. So. Now that's something that could have been done better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It means things, where the organization wasn't prepared for that amount of people. And that's why I was like, maybe they should have probably made the decision to maybe sell less ticket or to, you know, uh, they could have done the something different with those things that you guys are talking about. There are things that could have been done with that. I think the only thing that I'm basically trying to, to get across is that we don't know Travis Scott's no, we don't. character and what he wanted to do and what, how much he cared about those people. But I do think that the ambulances could have gotten there quicker. I think that there's there's lessons learned, you know, from this process that I think will, will change the concert experience for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that I think people will understand, but it's a heartbreaking situation. Yeah. I'm not I, I'm not gonna say that Travis Scott is somewhere right now playing Call of Duty, eating pizza like he's not hurt. You know, these things affect these brothers. You know, Henry Ruggs, a player for the Oakland Raiders, uh had a DUI and so you know people were beating him up and you know uh Derek Carr I mean because it's a horrible thing you shouldn't be driving drunk and you definitely shouldn't like someone shouldn't die because of your recklessness that's crazy right that's cr- yeah. but um, but Derek Carr and his quarterback came out and made a good point like about himself right you know people were acting he like he was in prison and, like uh, you know playing dominoes and you know having a great time those things eat at those people too. So as, as a human race, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing weird things now that, you know, like where we're, we're using the mob to, you know, basically drive the nail in, to really put the nail into a person's chances of overcoming something that they did. And it's against the tenets of all faith, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, where you can't, where you can't recover from something. Like even listen to how you're referring to, to him now that you found this shoe found this clip of him telling him to beat the shoe up. This guy's canceled to me forever, but you never met him. You never had a conversation with him. You don't know his heart. You don't know the things that he does in the community. We don't know the full scope of people, but more importantly, you know, for thousands of years, people have been allowed to come back from things that they've done. I agree, but I need to see behavior, like you said. If he's done, like, great things after that... I would love to see it, but I, I didn't. And the only about, the other things I saw was his, his, his ex-manager that was saying that he had a, a seizure. He was epileptic. He had a seizure in his basement, and uh, Travis Scott and his team just left him. He could have died. So I was just like, oh, so it's kind of a pattern. The guy does just, just really don't care. and He only cares by himself. It's, it seems like it from what I've seen. I think and, we just have to be careful. Yeah, you know, I like, agree. Because uh, like, he's, you know, the... I was the, the way I landed on that because we're having an over conversa- overall conversation about music, but I think the conversation is about society, right? Yeah. Because because society is changing in a way that's extremely nihilistic. And, and you start looking at the destruction, it's like, you know, one second we can't wait to go to Astro World, the next second we all can't wait to destroy Travis Scott. And it's almost like a it's almost like a sport as if the people aren't real. 
you know, and then you wake up one day and you look at you look at Michael squid Jackson game. and all the drugs. Like it's the like squid a squid game. game you yeah, know, it's but, like a squid game. But, you know, like it's your right now is your friend, things, tomorrow right? is your enemy. People die from the pressure of being, you know, scrutinized and destroyed and demonized as well. You know, famous oh, people. Sure. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The money, the money isn't everything. But back to the music conversation about trying to create you know, better music, you know, there, there's a reason that the, the music, the darkness of the music has such a large audience. And you can look within our community at the family structure and you know, how many, how many single family homes there are, how many, how few parental influences there are. So the rappers are basically rapping about what more and more kids see and what more and more kids want to see. The music represents the culture. So I don't like any of the music that that's has crazy messages. It's because I, I think you can understand it. I think you can still talk about your experience living in, in your neighborhood and all the things you go through, but still have a positive messages. Yeah, but Shania Twain's doing that right now. You have older artists that you have artists like if Shade comes out with a record right now that exists, you know, there's a hyper focus on the kids and what they're doing yeah. and not understanding the culture. You know, like you, because of your upbringing, can turn that off and say that I, I could just not hear that. Mm -hmm. But when the kids, when the kids hear it, it's it's better to understand why, because when if you want to make change in that, you have to understand society and why somebody would would like. You know, it's like Dave Chappelle said. You know, like the baby killed a brother in Walmart, and that didn't affect his career at all. Did it? And you have to understand. You have to understand why that is not what is the value of a black life between two black people right you know forget what happens when a white cop gets involved or white people or racism or systemic racism what is the value of a black life between two black people what is the value of a black life in a boardroom in a courtroom in a, I don't know, in a, in a basketball court at a grocery store at a walmart like in the baby's case like what is the value of a black life within the black community And why is it so good for black people to hear music that denigrates that value, that takes that value lower and lower and lower and lower? That's the real questions you have to be answering because that you're not going to find the answer to that in the music industry. You're going to find that answer within society itself. It's a society issue that we have. So I, I find myself more than I used to when I was younger defending the culture of black artists because i think that until society changes the music is not really going to change the, the music can't change you look at these young kids they're growing up in these world in this world that's like you know it's like biggie grew up in that world too you know like you know the, the violence biggie the was peace. authentic because he was in that he was in that mm -hmm. he, was, he was selling drugs you know people were getting killed around him when he was working and like all this kind of stuff so Malcolm X had this thing that he said in the autobiography of Malcolm X that um, where prison, you know, prisoners of circumstance or whatever, where people, some people that would be like engineers, you know, run numbers because they were born in Harlem, right? Mm -hmm. But if that same person was born somewhere else, they'd work at NASA. That's what Malcolm X said, you know, like where prisoners around circumstances. King Vaughn would be probably still an artist at some point. And if he didn't grow up in Chicago, then maybe his, his content would be different. So instead of looking at the kids' content, I tend, I tend to look at society. And then I, and, and as society changes, the music itself will change. Mm -hmm.
Again, well, you that's gotta have sad. Street cred up in here. You gotta, you know, that's street tough. cred. That's sad. That's everything. But we we just have to work on society. And you know, so I don't, I don't listen to any of the music. I don't listen to King Von. I don't listen to any of those things. But I've grown to understand that this the environment you know exists. You know, I'm from Atlanta, so I'll, you know, we have to create ecosystems where artists feel comfortable making that kind of music. And I think there are a few artists, Nadia, that you should you should you know that push you towards that, like the J. Coles of the world and the. Kendrick Lamar's of the world. There are artists that are trying to 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 balance that. But I feel mm-hmm. like you see, you mentioned those names, and I feel like all that other stuff is so much like overpowering that that someone you that sometimes I think we, we forget about these people. We forget about the J. Cole. We forget like everybody's like, oh, the 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 Drake's is digging. I'm like, but they also those those other dope you know artists, and I feel like we don't see them enough because they overshadowed and overpowered by other that that other mess, you know. Well, that's how that's how you feel, right? That's I mean, how that's just how I feel. This is that's just yeah, my let's, opinion. Let's talk about let's talk about the data, right? Yeah. So I just pulled up the top twenty artists on Spotify. The number one artist in the world is Drake, the number one streaming artist, mm-hmm. and we can all agree that Drake's music has a is entertaining, a nice, yeah, right? It's not that bad, yeah, no, yeah. The number two artist is Ariana Grande. Okay. The number three artist right now is Taylor Swift. Okay. The number four artist is The Weeknd. The number five artist is Ed Sheeran. The number six artist is Post Malone. The number seven artist is Jay Balvin. The number eight artist is Billie Eilish. The number nine artist is Dua Lipa. Number 10 artist is, is Bad Bunny. 11 is Justin Bieber. The point I'm trying to make is, it, although it feels like that to you, you know, it's and not, that's... Yeah, and most of the that, people yeah. listening to positive music. Well, yeah, yeah people are literally you me feel listening good right to positive now. Right. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we focus on our when we start focusing on our youth in a certain kind of way, we're pressing narratives that somebody else is pressing. Yeah, so 45 yeah. of the top 50 artists that are being listened positive to music, yeah. have positive messages. So there's a way that we feel sometimes. And then there's like the data. Yeah. yeah. And so I always like to go back to the data because other people can make you feel a certain kind of way. But so I want to lie. Yeah, but the numbers don't lie. So at the end of the day, we're we're focusing on the music, you know, because we're we're bitter about certain things and the society that we want to change. Mm-hmm. But it still isn't it, it isn't controlling the way that we think it is. It's just controlling our minds in a way that's negative. Yeah, yeah. that's a good very one. interesting. That's a very good point. Good point. Yeah. All right. Well, Elliot. That was a very interesting conversation. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm just hoping that they're gonna you know figure out how to move forward. I'm hoping that people who are gonna organize concert next are going to take the proper uh, care, the proper they're going measure? to make the proper measure to make sure something like that never ever happen again. I really hope that you know, like you said earlier, we're learning from our our mistakes, and that's how we can you know do better. And I'm really hoping that the next time there is a big event at a big concert that. We'll never have to face something like that again. Yeah. So I want to remain positive and hopefully um, everybody's going to come out stronger than ever. That's right. Elliot, anything you want to uh, share? No, that's it. I appreciate you guys, for you ladies, for having me on this uh, wonderful conversation and, and, you know, allowing me to share my. I, I would, we would love to have you again because you yeah. are, you're actually, you're spicy. I like people that contradict me. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, Nadia, we just we just gotta make sure you don't sound like a you know white supremacist when you start talking about <laughs> you say white No, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even yeah. take it in the wrong way. For me, no, I'm learning you know, because it's also for us, not obviously not being American, we learn every day about the, yes. the, the this culture. Yeah, like, or it came across or, exactly yes. because, like I say, we French, we we say some things, and sometimes we don't even uh, realize that is affecting you know other people, and then the way we say things. So it's it's a good thing that you you know checked us about you know yeah, how we say yeah, things yeah. um so we don't do that again uh so we don't get you know too much like you know shot fire in the comments <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah definitely would uh, like to have you again and uh share your um opinion on you know so many other topics yep. appreciate you ladies for having me i'm i'm you know we're 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 a family here so you know whenever you need me just let me know 24 hours advance you know Right. We will, we will. And you know what, though? Don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to like. Share, comment, everything, you know. So we'll see you guys very soon. And um, thank you for joining us today. Thank mm-hmm. you.